0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Pain Podcast, where we open the conversation regarding living and thriving with chronic pain. My name is Zoha.
1: And I'm Chris, and we're going to be joined by a new and exciting guest every episode to discuss various aspects of living with chronic pain.
0: We are joined today by Ian Taverner. Ian was a board director and financial executive who has now become a successful author of the book Cookfulness, a therapeutic approach to cooking encouraging readers to find joy in the kitchen, something that he claims gave him his family back.
1: He has so many gems to share and we hope you enjoy listening to his journey and the lessons that he's learned. So hello Ian, how are you doing today?
2: Hello, yeah I'm great, thank you very much for having me.
1: No worries, we're very excited to have you on. So uh, let's just jump straight into the questions and if you could tell us about how your journey with chronic pain started.
2: It started long before I knew it started, so uh, when I was getting pain in parts of my body. Um, My mental health was starting to suffer with anxiety attacks and panic attacks that I'd never ever experienced before. So it was all very strange, but it wasn't happening frequently enough for me to do very much about it. I was just sort of a bit bit worried, but it it sort of passed and it carried on. But then it started to get more frequent. It started to happen more and more. I went to get it checked out and um, unfortunately it wasn't as simple as this is what you've got. It took many years of lots of different tests of what it what it wasn't as opposed to what it was. Pain carried on and was getting worse and worse, um, to the point where I just couldn't work anymore, I couldn't function. Um was eventually diagnosed with fibromyalgia, anxiety and depression. It wasn't a relief of being diagnosed. It it, it was a bit of a almost the opposite. It was the what does this mean?
1: That sounds so difficult for you. I'm really sorry to hear all of that. How is it that you started to manage the pain?
2: Well, for a long time, it was purely on medication and and pretty much that was it. And I was taking more and more because the, the medication was sort of masking it, but it wasn't doing anything else. And the more uh, the pain came, the more I needed. So I was just getting more and more medication. And that was turning me more and more into a version of me that was very strange because I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and it was only really when I eventually got to um, a place in Bath at the NHS run on a on a, a pain centre that I started to see that there were ways that I could help myself, and I didn't need to rely on other people to help me. Um, and and some of these techniques that I've got are they're quite simple, but you have to really work at them every day to give yourself any sort of chance at all.
0: And you've mentioned the uh, this idea of having just the medication tell us a bit more about the things that you do to take care of yourself mentally and physically
2: one of the first things was something that i feared i couldn't do which was exercise and by that i mean things like a bit of yoga and and it's not really proper yoga it's my version of yoga which which is an interesting watch but it's just a bit of movement just to, to get yourself going um being outside. And then cooking was a a big one for me because it it gave me a role within my family that I, unfortunately I'd lost for for many, many years because my wife was mum, dad and carer to our family. Um, And so I wanted to get back in there. They never lost me. It was me that detached myself a little bit from them. And, And so doing cooking, you know, it's such a potentially social event then it's like well this is this is the place to go
0: and how did you get into cooking
2: again it was only uh, end of 2019 when i started having a go at cooking thinking well this, this is something i enjoyed doing a complete disaster to start with there was things flying everywhere but my wife and children taught me to to laugh and learn and celebrate all the things that go wrong because that's that's actually quite a really good part of it all. <laughs> so I started to, to to look at how I could cook. For me, I couldn't really understand how to do them. I'd get halfway through and realise I should have turned the oven on half an hour ago. It was how can I rejiggle this whole process? And then my wife said, well, why don't you do this for other people? It must be the same for, for a lot of people who are struggling.
0: I can definitely relate to the <laughs> forgetting to switch on the oven part.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think that when people have chronic pain, often you just don't know where to start. It's a big change to your life. And you managed to find cooking, and I really hope that other people are able to, to try pick that up or try something new. You also mentioned yoga and, and exercise. Is there any other techniques or, or hobbies you managed to pick up that's been able to help you?
2: Music's been massive, uh, a massive part of my my life. Music gives me a lift and and, You've got to play the music that's got great memories. It could be things that happen when you're twelve. It could be anything. You went to the first song at the wedding, or stuff that you've just heard that you think, "Well, that's quite good." I do do mindfulness. Um, I was a complete skeptic of this whole of mindfulness. I have to be honest. I was like, "You know, you're not getting me doing this." Just for a few minutes every day. Once you're taught how to do it properly, it doesn't. It really does help. And when my mental health is better, my physical health is better and, and, and vice versa. They both work off each other positively and negatively.
1: I've got to say, because I, um, I also have chronic pain, I have uh, chronic back pain. And I would never have considered mindfulness or <laughs> yoga at all. And once I've started doing it, it's amazing to see the, the effect it can have. So even if anybody that's listening is a bit of a sceptic, uh, I think both Ian and I would urge you to, to give it a go. But
2: actually mindfulness is exercise for your brain and exercise physical yoga is good exercise for your body. And now I understand how intertwined physical and mental health are.
0: That's lovely. And I absolutely agree with the uh, mindfulness. You've sort of mentioned your family, but how is the support system at home and how has it been through this chronic pain journey of yours? It's
2: nothing short of incredible, to be honest. I'm very, very lucky. Um I was very, very lucky to have a family who basically just stuck with me regardless of whatever happened, whatever I put them through. And at the time you don't realise what you're, you're putting people through because you don't, you're not doing it intentionally, it's just the way you feel. And you try and come up with ways of helping them as you think you're helping them, but you're not at all helping them. So you think, if I shut myself away in this room, I'm protecting them from my misery it's not an all or nothing. So my family helped me massively to realise that it's not, I'm either going out or I'm staying in. We can go out for a little bit and then I can come back if I need to. And it's, it's just understanding that and understand that a bit earlier, it, it takes away a bit of that, that sort of pain that exists through the whole structure.
1: You spoke there about, about shutting yourself in your room and it obviously sounds like it has a massive impact on your family being in, in that state. What is it that made you decide to to take a stance against the chronic pain and decide that you needed a turning point in your life?
2: It took someone to ask me, what is it that we can see that's going to give you a a trigger to want to to do something about this? Just all boiled down to, I wanted to be a, a good, strong family unit again. And we were always a strong family unit, but I meant me as an active part of it. So once I really fully understood that question, then the hard bit was, what am I going to do? What are the steps that I can take? What things can I do that are going to be add value? What is it to me and to the family? What are the little things? And also understanding that when I'm doing those things, things are going to go wrong. Things are going to get put up in the way. There'll be barriers that say, oh, no. And understanding that that's all right as well.
0: So we mentioned how you had you'd previously been a board director and now you have published a successful cookbook. But what would you say is your proudest accomplishment?
2: <laughs> My best and proudest thing was in 2019 when we went on holiday as a family. It's going to sound a bit like what? I missed birthdays, I missed Christmases, I missed so many school events because I, I just wasn't there. that to then say right well actually we're going to go on holiday together for the first time in years and I was determined I was going and we we went and we went for a week um, and this vision I have in my mind it's I use every single day is this beach scene of the four towels my two daughters my wife and mine previously there was three full and a mine was empty now all four of them are full so it just it's not saying I'm going to do everything every day but it's just a little bit more than I would have done and that pushes me towards that whole thing and when we were out on holiday we actually recreated the towels on on the beach
1: that's incredible to to visualize your goal now i'm going to just ask the big question that you've been through so many ups and downs and you've learned so many lessons so if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing at the start of your chronic pain experience what would it be
2: That's a great question. It would be too easy to say in a few years' time you'll be coming, you'll be a little bit better, you'll be feeling better. Because I wouldn't hear it, I wouldn't listen. Because when you're in that hole, you don't listen and you don't see anything other than your own. And that's you know that's just the way it is. The bit I would go back and tell myself was is that there are a lot of people are all on different parts of their pain life. Some people were uh, where I was in that horrible stage of there's no way out of this, and some people were doing things themselves to try and help themselves, give themselves a better quality of life. So my advice to myself would be find those people on the internet, on social media, whatever it is, find the people who are starting to look up, not down, and, and start to talk to them and ask them how are they doing it, what's going on. Just to hear someone say what you're thinking is, is huge. So it would be start to listen, start to find these people who are doing these positive things which hopefully I want to be one of those people now that people then go, well, go and look what he's doing. I don't want to sit here and say, how the, you know, my way is the only way. It isn't. It absolutely is not. But it, what you learn from those people who are doing certain things is that it is possible. And that's really what I would tell myself.
1: That's just incredible. That's great to hear. I think to have a lesson, if you're, if someone was to be listening to this and they heard that, I think that would really help them to, to feel that there is a way out and that there's places they can go to, which is... Where did you find those groups? Where did you find those people?
2: So first, the first time I found people like that was when I was on on a residential uh, program down in Bath where I met nine other people living with chronic pain and mental health conditions. I'd I'd go to the Fibromyalgia um, UK charity site and see who was talking on there. I go to any any places I could look at who was you know who's who's cooking who's cooking with with accessibility who's just whatever it is you're you're thinking of go and have a look and but find the people who are giving off a bit more positive of a spin. There's there's a lot of people who and rightly so are suffering awfully and they need to get that out and and that's in itself is brilliant because if you don't get it out you end up like i was which is all blocked up so it's important that that you see that and you understand that but it's also important that you find people who are a little bit further along that journey um and that tends to come from from the power of social media really you see one person and then you see oh they're they're following that person and you just have a little look around and see who's who and that's that's the the great thing about it and uh, So I've gone from no social media whatsoever to now having a Twitter, um, Facebook and an Instagram all going at the same time. And it's like it's mind blowing to think that I could do this. Whereas, you know, two years ago, I couldn't do anything.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, Ian. It's been lovely chatting to you. That was Ian Taverner, author of Cookfulness, A Therapeutic Approach to Cooking, available on Amazon.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Lever Clinic. Leva Clinic is approved by the Care Quality Commission and is the UK's first online clinic for persistent pain. They create a personalized and adjustable care plan for their patients, working alongside various healthcare professionals including doctors, nurses, clinical psychologists and physiotherapists. Leva Clinic are currently offering a free initial appointment when you register with them. So if you do have any queries, visit levaclinic.com. That's L E V A clinic.com. See you next time.